0: You're listening to the Phillies Nation Podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller on philliesnation.com.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Phillies Nation Podcast. I am your host, Ty Daubert. We're coming at you with another weekend episode of the pod. Lately, we've been doing a couple in the week for you guys. So like I said, second episode this week. We're very excited to talk about the KBO once again, uh, we have a special guest on once again for you guys, but before we get to him, I have to introduce my co-host as always, Johnny Heller, Johnny, what's going on, man? Nothing much, uh,
0: like you said, another week, another, um, yeah, I think this is second straight week we've recorded two, uh, podcasts, so it's, it's good to still have baseball to talk about even with everything going on, um. And like you mentioned, we have a special guest. Uh, it's Dan Kurtz, founder of MyKBO.net. Um, Dan, thank you so much for coming on. Um, how you doing?
2: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. It's an honor to talk Korean baseball with Ph- Phillies fans. So I was I was honored to say, hey, I would gladly do that. Anything for Phillies fans?
1: Yeah, so, so we, we were watching the... The KBO last week, uh, I think it was last weekend, and we saw Dan was on the broadcast, um, and he mentioned he was a Phillies fan, and obviously he's in the K- he's into the KBO, so we figured we could have a good crossover kind of episode here, talking some KBO, talking some Phillies uh, with Dan. So like we said, thanks for coming on, and I'm excited to get into it. Sure. Well,
2: I, I'm glad that you guys are checking out the KBO. Like I know everybody's kind of in a, like a baseball withdrawal mode. So I'm, I was amazed that the KBO one was shown on ESPN, but then two, to see like other MLB fans like myself, like that had no clue about the league all of a sudden like, Hey, we're all in on this. It's, it's, it's baseball. So it's kind of like, you can't really be picky or choosy. So it's kind of like, whether it's the highest, it's not MLB caliber, but it's just awesome to see like fans like yourself, just like, Hey, I'll turn on the game. I'll watch it. And so I think it's been awesome. So personally, because I like both leagues, so <laughs> I don't know what you guys are thinking of the quality, but I, I I've been loving it all, all, all season here.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, um, like you said, everyone's kind of had some baseball withdrawal. So, uh, for myself and Ty, I think we both, when we saw that, uh, KVO was going to be broadcast on ESPN, we, we jumped right on it. Um, you know, I'm not great at waking up for, for games, but I've I've woken up a couple mornings and, and done my done my best to keep up with the league, um, and it's it's been really fun to watch. Uh, it's cool to see you know some former Phillies and other other former major leaguers playing, and and so, some new guys who we've never seen before, of course. Um, but uh, could you could you speak a little bit just about you know how you first got really got into the KBO and, and founded the website and everything? Sure, quick background
2: on that is I was adopted from South Korea at the age of 4 months. So I grew up most of my time in eastern Pennsylvania, Lancaster County, the Amish, you know, I was surrounded by that. That's how I became a Phillies fan just because of the location. But I did not return to South Korea until the the year 1999 and that's when I first took a tour with other adoptees. And just briefly on that one week tour, because I, I grew up loving all pro sports. I mean, I'm 76ers fan, you know, flyers, all that watching them. And so when I go to another country, I always try to check out their pro sports team. Well, during this one week tour, the tour guide just briefly mentioned, I think we're passing the stadiums and they're like, Oh, that's where the Olympics were held. And they also have pro baseball there. Back then the internet is nowhere near like it was today. So obviously I didn't grow up thinking about the pro league in South Korea. I just thought of the Phillies. I went to a lot of Reading, Reading Phillies games myself. And then at that time, Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, the Barons, and now they're the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. Um, so when I heard that there was a pro baseball league over there, I was like, oh, that got my interest peaked. Couldn't find anything on it really. Didn't really discover until the following season when I decided to study abroad there at Yonsei University for one year. My friends, like that I met up over there, he's like, You love sports. You're going to love going to a KBO baseball game. I say, I love baseball games. Let's go. Go out to my very first game, literally get off the subway stop, and you just start walking up to it. And now you start feeling like any, I don't know how you guys are, but when you start going to like a baseball game or any pro sports, you can already feel like that excitement and atmosphere outside, whether they're tailgating or not. That's how it was, but it was just, like, magnified. I mean, people were just getting hyped up before the game, and they weren't even tailgating or having, like, big, huge parties. It was just the buzz the was very huge. Then I finally go into the game, and I, I, I may have had some – so I don't remember the before, but all I remember is a guy by the name of Tyrone Woods hit a home run. The crowd goes insane. They, are, they sing, they chant, they cheer. This is all new to me as a baseball fan, and I'm going, this is – is incredible. It's like a rock concert going on in the stands, but yet they're still playing baseball and still following the game. After that, I was hooked. I come back. I come back to my dorm room. And I'm like, I need to find more about this player, more about this team, more about the league. Unfortunately, not a lot of English resources at that time. So thus, I start using my very baby elementary Korean skill level because I was learning it at the same time and just put put together basic information like, hey, here's who's playing tonight at 630 or Hey, this guy Tyrone Woods hit, is you know hit forty home runs in this year and stuff like that. Very basic information. It started out as a message board and now it's become a website. And in the last two weeks, it's gotten slammed with people trying to find out more about the league, which has been awesome.
1: Yeah, that's definitely, definitely very awesome to to hear that people, uh, like you said, they're starting to get into the KBO, um, and it's cool that you know it's a little bit later than when you got into it and all but uh people are starting to get into it well, what do you think is kind of the the most appealing part of the game for new American fans I know you talked about um like the crowds and stuff uh that are at the games and obviously right now we we can't really see that with no fans in the stadium but uh even without that what do you think is kind of the most appealing part of the KBO games for all the new people that are starting to watch.
2: Sure. Especially for the new fans. Like you said, you touched on it. The fan atmosphere is one of the biggest selling points I'd say of the league, but unfortunately because of the, pandemic and the rules that they have set over there which i'm assuming is coming to the major leagues if and when they're able to make a deal to start playing in front of empty stadiums it really takes a big hit to the atmosphere of the game and i talked to some actually players and, and coaches over there that have played over there throughout the years and they say to not have people in the stands like you know they're focused on the game they're professionals they're obviously focused but they even notice like when you do something good when you do something bad you're expecting a roar of the crowd c- clapping singing and they I've been told they're like to not have that is just strange and so they're waiting for the fans to get back in but once they come back in the tv viewing experience will just go up that much better than what it is already here on espn espn is doing their best to try, try to present a league um that basically nobody knows about is generally how they're trying to present it. And so the way that I I say to the new fans that 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 watch minor league baseball or major league baseball is, yes, baseball on the field might be the same. It might not be the same caliber, but there are some things that make it different. And I'm sure you've seen KBO bat flips. Obviously, that is something that you don't see in the major leagues quite as much. And this has been going on for the last 20 years. They're flipping their bats. And it's not just on home runs. It's on, I mean, fly outs to center field. Somebody just tweeted me like, hey, I just saw this dude flip a bat on a ground out to third. I'm like, yes, they're not trying to show anybody up. They're just – that's the way that they learned, and that's the way they play. They've never been hit by a pitch because a pitcher has not been offended. So it's just a different baseball culture. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's just something different, and that's the way they play over there. And that's how I I hope that the fans in America are viewing it as going – well, if they were in the major leagues, they get hit by a pitch. That may be true, but they're not in the major leagues. They're in the KBO, and so different rules that happen on on the field over there are different than what are over here. Yeah, um, like that's it's just crazy, <laughs> like how, how how much difference it is. But yet at the same time, it's the same baseball game.
1: Yeah, uh, one of the things that, that I've noticed so far watching these games is is just what you said, just kind of the the little bit of the culture difference. Um, one of the players that I've enjoyed watching so far, Johnny will know that I've talked about this guy a bunch, but uh Soakman Park on the dinos, he'll just <laughs> like he'll bat flip um he'll spin around on his follow through. Even like if he hits the ball sometimes he'll spin around. And it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. And like I think people would you know probably give him some some grief if you know he did that in, in major league baseball. But uh you know, it's just his personality and him having fun. And I think people kind of realize right. that in the KBO. And, it, and that's just that, what
2: it that, is. Like he has kind of, I've heard uh, doing comparison, direct comparisons to like major league or major league players is hard, but he's like the Manny Ramirez, I guess, of the KBO. So I always call it, it's, that's just Suckman Park being Suckman Park. Because literally today in the game, somebody sent me the quip. I, I retweeted it. It's him check swinging um, for a called strike three. His bat went around he just literally dropped his bat at the plate with in a funny way. He comes back and you just see his face and he's just shaking his head and it's, and it's humorous. But at the same time, he is very good. He is a very good on the offensive end and very surprisingly good in the defensive end. And he's just kind of like this lackadaisical guy that you're just like, oh wow he can play too and like you said if he is in the major leagues some of that stuff would not be looked kindly upon but at the same time i'm watching the kbo going this is what makes it fun it's still like i know it's millions of dollars professional athletes here in major leagues but it's still a game after all i mean they're still I, i i hope they're trying to entertain and have fun and i think that's a little bit of the difference kbo they the guys understand it's a professional league they're going all out they're trying their best but they also know that it's a game. They're, they're trying to have fun. So there's something called fan service. That's basically um, they treat their fans. Uh, they know that their fans are watching. So after every KBO game, they will go and bow to their fans, whether they win, lose, win the championship, lose the championship. You bow to your fans as a thank you. And so they do other things. So they, you know, during the regular season in the last game, they might bring in their outfielder to come throw an inning in one game at the very end because it's a meaningless game for both sides they'll just do it as a favor, as a thank you to the fans because the fans they know are sat through the 144 games and they say, thank you. I know you wanted to see this happen. So we have, we got him on the mound and that's happened last year for the KT Wiz with their, with their young first baseman. He, he's a former, he's a former high school pitching phenom. So they decided to give him a one inning so that all the fans, you know, could, could just enjoy it kind of as, as a thank you because it still comes back down to it. It's entertainment.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and, like I think that is something in general that that kind of appeal to a lot of the you know you know like me and Ty fans who didn't really watch the KBO before just that idea of it being more fun and and you know all, all of that like um, I know speaking for for both me and Ty like the whole bat flip thing is is so much fun and and we love when it happens in in Major League Baseball and um, we don't think it happens enough so so being able to see that stuff and um, you know, just like some of the games I've watched, it, it looks like the players are just having a good time, smiling and 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 stuff, um, which is is good to see. Uh, it, are there any plans for for fans? Like, have you do you know if if the Korean baseball or organization is is gonna be able to have fans at all this season? Has there been talks about that? I haven't really seen anything, but like you said, it's such an integral part of the sport there, and and um, I was just wondering, is that something that is in the works or is it? out for the season. Oh, well,
2: most definitely. The league wants to definitely get their fans back into the teams need it for not I mean, obviously for the atmosphere, but also the the revenue because obviously just like the major leagues and in the minor leagues here, not having fans is a big revenue hit. And granted they got a huge the, the KBO has a huge TV deal, biggest one they've ever done just in the last, you know, they got it done last year. They still need the fans. And the plan was uh to basically Originally, it was to probably have them in here by the end of, and now Korea has been hit by a second wave, so to speak, of the COVID nineteen pandemic, and so that just is kind of scaring them. In the it's in the major city of Seoul, where the Doosan Bears, Kiwom Heroes, and LG Twins are, and so that just kind of scared the league, and they kind of just set back. and I think they even then, I think all the predictions are, okay, it's not happening at the end of this month. Let's see if we can control the second wave, and then maybe get the in there. And I think all that, that's shown that one, the league is being very flexible, but they also understand that yes, baseball is great, but it's also what I realize pro sports. It's a luxury to have at this point with everything that's going on in the world, just to have pro sports is a luxury. So, I mean, they're not going to push to get like tons of fans in there and then cause another third outbreak or fourth outbreak. They just want to play it safe, listen to the health officials and then go from there because yes, I love baseball. I'm glad that it's back, but you know what? There's bigger things in life. If that, you know, saving people's lives and keeping people safe is, is the priority there. So that's what they're trying to do. And then, like I said, baseball is just kind of icing on the top. If, if it's still being played.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, like you said, I, I think all the, all the sports leagues Chris about everywhere are trying to, to make sure that, you know, things can be safe. Cause like you said, um, definitely it, it's a luxury. And it's, it's good that we're even able to, to watch anything in like, like that we can watch the KBO just on TV, even though there's no fans at all. So I think all the sports are kind of, kind of feeling that trying to balance, you know, the, they want baseball or whatever the sport is. They want it back, but they also definitely have to make sure things are safe. Um, Kind of moving on. Like we said, you're, you are a Phillies fan. You're from, uh, you know, you grew up in, in Pennsylvania so what, what do you think of, of some of the former Phillies that are in the KBO right now and, and who that played for the Phillies uh, do you think could make a big, big impact on the league um, this season? Sure.
2: Well, here's the list of former Phillies just off the top of my head that I have playing currently in the 2020 KBO season. We have Ben Lively, David Buchanan, Aaron Altair, and Hyunsoo, those are the 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 big names former Phillies that are playing in the league right now, and so honestly, the best player out of them is probably going to be an everyday player, Hyunsu Kim. So he, you know, he didn't have a long period in Philadelphia. I was pumped when they got him, obviously, because I followed his KBO career. Uh, wish he would have gotten a little more playing time with the Phillies, but what can need do? I under, I understand he he's kind of he, I, I felt that he kind of got. Uh, got a raw deal in Baltimore. To be honest, it's not really anything to do with the Phillies. But he is—he is a—he is, is a perennial All Star every year in that league. But then when it comes to the foreign players, such as Lively Buchanan and out there, I was really big on out there coming over to the NC Dinos. And there's actually a lot of expectation on him to be not only help out in their their offenses, but like bring his defensive prowess in the field. I—I I saw he's. Uh, let me take a look. I—I I know that he had been getting adjusted to playing in the KBO is not only just different on the field, but it is off the field. So a lot of these guys that come over for the first time, like Aaron out there, it is tough for them to get caught up to speed literally in the very beginning. of the season. So that's why some of the foreign bats are going to be a little bit slower than some of the, um, some of the pitchers. Usually that's generally speaking now in 2020 pandemic time, I think everybody's just kind of all messed up and everybody's just trying to figure out what to do because like I said, out there he's hitting 172 he has a one home run it, hitting about two the low 200s as usual for the first in the beginning for a lot of these new guys coming over to Korea for the first time but Ben Lively he's already been there last year he, he looked very good in the preseason. I expect him to have a very good season. And then somebody like David Buchanan's played in Japan. So he has that Asian baseball experience, kind of knows what to expect, but yet a little bit different in the KBO. He even said on his ESPN interview. So he had a great outing the other game. So it just goes to show you that, You know, just because your time in the MLB is done doesn't mean that your career is done. And some of these guys come over there, they revive it, and then they come back to the major leagues. This is how it's been in the last 10 years. So that just shows you that the KBO is no longer kind of like a retirement league, like it used to be before.
0: Yeah, you you talked a a lot about Altair, and I think he's a guy that Ty and I have always, always liked. Um, He was awesome in in 2017 for the Phillies, obviously, and um, things didn't work out. And uh, I think he's someone that we are rooting for uh, from afar because he was a lot of fun to watch here. Um, and then, you know, you, you mentioned his stats. Looking at hyun Kim has a OPS over 1,000 so far. I mean, the games I've watched, he's been tearing the cover off the ball. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, a guy like him, do you think he ever – he's 32. Do you think he ever could, could make it back to the major leagues? Or
2: Honestly, out of those guys, he, he probably would have the highest – potential of being good good right because the reason he's so good is because he knows the kbo so it, it wasn't new to him he's korean so he knows the culture it's not new it's not going to be hard for him to adjust it's harder for when he were to come to the major leagues again i honestly think Aaron Altair there probably has a better chance to return to the major leagues and that's why fans are they have a lot of high expectation on these guys when you come over out of 10 teams there's only 30 foreign players so, soon as you step off that plane and you join your team you are the superstar you are the cleanup hitter you are the number one rotation guy you're supposed to be you're expected so this is coming from guys that aren't you know used to that like Aaron out there was not known to be the the go-to guy uh Ben Lively, David Buchanan were never known to be the Cole Hamels of a rotation when you get to Korea when you get to the, your team that's what you're expected to be the Top ace, the top player. They're paying you very well. They expect high expectations. So there are some high expectations pushed on out there. But I think if he can adjust to playing in the KBO and adjust to this new 2020 the way it is, I think he has a very good shot at probably coming back to the to the United States and playing here in Major League Baseball.
1: Yeah. Um something I just wanted to to say about Altair. Um, you know, like you said, he's off to a little bit of a slow start, but he does have that one home run. With it being off, former Phillies teammate Ben Lively, which was pretty cool to see uh, the video of two former Phillies uh, going against each other in the KBO, something that was cool to watch. That that
2: is a good point, because I did want to also point out, because I know some Phillies fans have been listening, going, which KBO team should I go for? And so I personally like the Doosan Bears just simply because that was my first game. But you mentioned that home run by Alt there which is nc dinos versus samsung and lively well if you take a look at the samsung lions stadium it is very similar to citizens bank park the the layout on the of the field so um maybe i'll tweet it again some there, there's a little entry that compares like the cutout of the field of the way that citizens bank park and then samsung lions so that's all in the thing in the KBO. they're like hey you know it's very it's it's kind of like a replica of you know citizens bank. So i was like so there's another kind of close because not only did the Samsung Lions have Ben Lively and David Buchanan, they also had Darren Ruff for two seasons before that. And he just dominated that, that league. And uh, unfortunately, they, the team was not very good. So all his home runs kind of like were not used efficiently for the team, but he just killed the KBO pitching.
0: Yeah, I know Ruff, Ruff came back this year right and and was um in spring training with the san francisco giants and it, it did look like he had, at least had an outside shot of making the team um you know before major league baseball ceased operations and i i wonder if um because the the rosters are supposed to be 29 or 30 players if if he will be um looks like he probably has a good shot to, to be on that team starting um what if the season does start so like you said you know some guys go over there and and find a way to revive their careers and and former Philly Darren Ruff may be, um, you know, another guy who, who might have done that. Um, right. Whereas, whereas in the
2: past, honestly, the KBO was thought of, hey, Darren, you're going to go over there. You're going to finish your career there. And once you come back, you basically, all you have to do is retire because nobody else is going to take a look at you. Now, some other guys like a Josh Lindblom, another former Philly, you know, he went over, he revived his career in the KBO. And then what's he get rewarded with? Multi-year, million, millions of dollar deal to go to the Milwaukee Brewers this season. So, I mean, it, with, with stuff like that happening, it's helping those guys come back. And so, like, another former he's, – he's on the Phillies roster right now, another former KBO guy, Anthony Swarczak. Um, They got him picked up in a trade this year, right? Is that how he came up? He's a full-sunders pitcher. He actually got released midseason in the KBO. So, like, major leagues and get to the KBO doesn't mean you're going to be successful there he 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 ran into a little bit of trouble there so they released him midseason he found i think i read that he picked up a pitch or something he picked up something in korea that has helped him then revive his mlb career so it's just it's just crazy how stuff like that plays out when you go outside your comfort zone you learn something you come back and you get another you get another
1: shot which is awesome um something i wanted that that just kind of popped in my head here. um are there a lot of brewers fans in Korea now because of them giving guys a second shot in the major leagues, like um, like Eric Thames and now Josh Lindblom, is that something that the fans are kind of uh, identifying with?
2: Well, the the biggest major league team that they will follow um, because of the Korea connection would be the Los Angeles Dodgers because they were. The first ones to have Chan Ho Park again, former Philly loved when he was on the team in Philadelphia. I was living in Philly at the time. I was like, I wore my Chan Ho Park jersey around everywhere. And I was probably one of the only people doing that, obviously. But like, that was a sense of pride for me as a Korean American adopt the very first Korean born player playing in major leagues. It's huge pride over in Korea. The guy's a legend over there, uh, and so he has like <laughs> number sixty one is the number he wore. In, in the major leagues. And so number 61 is a very popular number in Korea simply because of him. So he, he is a legend. So a lot of fans follow the Dodgers because of that. But in recent years, like you said, Eric Thames was a fan favorite in the KBO. So they got, they got Brewers fans, but I don't think they're quite latching onto them. Like they do the, the, the LA Dodgers. Unfortunately, I thought with Hyunsu Kim being down in Philadelphia and Hall Park, I was just like, yes, come on, get some more Billy's fans. You do see a case. K- you know, at it's on the streets over there, but it's not quite – you see more Yankees hats just because it's the Yankees. You see more Boston Red Sox hats than Phillies hats. And I, I was trying to tell all my friends, I was like, we have Beyonce Kim, go get your Phillies gear. Come on, cheer for them. And then they're like, yeah, but not going to need any playing time. I was like, okay, fair enough. But cheer for him. They have them on the team. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So uh, shifting, shifting gears here a little bit, um, you know, talking about the Phillies, you, know, you already mentioned, you grew up in Pennsylvania as a Phillies fan. Um, can you just talk a little bit about your, your favorite Phillies memories that you, you have?
2: Well, obviously the first
0: one I have is 2008. I was actually living down
2: city line Avenue when that, when that, when the World here, everything worked out perfectly. I never thought I'd see that in my lifetime, you know, growing up. world. I still remember not, I was, working at the time currently stay-at-home dad and i remember i wanted to go but i still had to go to work and i was working in lancaster at the time but living in philly so i literally go i can't make the parade today so i think i went to like the king of prussia mall or something opened up early that 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 day or something i went into Model's rest in peace i guess they're going out of business um went into Models and grabbed a bunch of bunch of Phillies gear t-shirts and I'm I, I was like I, I was like if I can't make the parade I'm wearing it at work and I'm supposed to be in like a shirt and tie and stuff and so here I am in the office with, with my Phillies gear on but of course even in Lancaster at the time everybody is a Phillies fan too, is a Phillies fan as well for the most part so they were so that was one of the, my first, mem- uh, I mean, top memories as a Philly fans, obviously. And then 1993, I remember I was 13 years old at the time. Mitch Williams breaking everybody's heart. And now I have a, all Toronto Blue Jays friends now that keep on bringing that up. And I'm like, yes, that was, that was ugly. But I remember going to a couple of games literally that season as a 12, 13-year-old and, and watching them play uh, Mariano Duncan. I, For some reason, I I, I, latch- I guess I like underdogs because I'm an Arizona Cardinals NFL fan because of the Buddy Ryan. Sorry. Philadelphia Eagles fans but um I ended up liking Tony Longmire who was like I think he might have got <laughs> like in the postseason he always gave me and I was like the deep replacement and I don't know I'm a 12 year old kid I know nothing about like the advanced advancing I just for some reason I was like hey he looks pretty good I I like him and then I always kind of rooted for the underdog so I mean that's like I, I literally would cut out like Tony Longmire like anytime he'd have like a hit kind of he'd might get mentioned like it wasn't as often as possible. So I cut it out from the newspaper and I kept it. And so those are some of my some of my Phillies memories. And then as going as well as going to reading Phillies games growing up, getting getting Von Hayes's autograph and guys like Pat Combs and Jason Grimsley to sign my my program. So those are just some of my random Phillies memories growing up in eastern Pennsylvania.
1: Do you have any thoughts on the current team if there is a twenty twenty MLB season? Do you have any Opinions on what you think they might do, and then maybe uh you know j t Realmuto and whether they sign him to an extension is a big talk among uh people who follow the team
2: oh they better re they better sign him to that extension being one of the best being the best catcher in the in the majors they better resign him. I don't care what it takes just it, again it's easy to say as a fan uh, it's not my money, but I mean especially now in these days it's i guess it's a little hard. but you got you gotta extend him but this coming into this season, before this all hit, I was, I was, I was getting excited. Didi Gregorius, Zach Wheeler, adding that. And now with this delayed start to whenever it does begin, doesn't that help somebody like uh, Andrew McCutcheon, who was not going to be on opening day uh, back in April, now talk to what they're going to start in July. If they can even come with the agreement, um, he should be healthier, healthy for the outfield again, it's going to be weird because we saw in the KBO restarting that spring training. Like they, these guys are all full go ready for ready for April. And now all of a sudden they, they stop. They can't train anywhere together. And now I guess what the league might put like two weeks together where they can come together. And then all of a sudden play out. I mean, start regular season, however it is, it's going to be interesting to see how that works in the major leagues. Cause I know in the KBO, it's messed up a lot of guys in the beginning of the season. So, Hopefully, for the delay, help some of these guys recover from their injuries and that they'll be ready to go for the post-COVID-19, I guess, opening day. So I'm excited for this season. Little little on the, uh, the ballpen, but I think with the new pitching coach, Brian Price, he may have not had a great run as a manager out in Cincinnati, but I think he's like a, a very highly regarded pitching coach maybe not as a manager, but I'm excited to see what we can do with, with, with some of those guys out there in the pen as well as, you know, the rotation. So I'm excited. I hope that i will be able to watch the games because KBO waking up for me at 2.30 in the morning is killing me. So if I can turn on a Phillies game at like five, six o'clock at night, my time here in the Pacific time zone, I'm all for it. And then if they were to even Win the World Series this year. I don't care if there's an asterisk next to it. I was like, it doesn't matter. I'll take that. (laughs) So it's a a title. I don't care if I don't care if there's a little little blip next to it going short in season. I was like, I'll take it no matter what. And I'm excited this year. Bryce Harper is now finally fully accustomed. He's used to it. He's ready. He's locked in. He's he's all in on the fills. I was pumped for this season, and hopefully, when it comes around again, I'll still be as pumped.
1: (laughs) How much? How much? MLB. You watch And the Phillies, it sounds like you are very into it. Uh, how much do you watch that versus the KBO? Is it about even split, or do you watch one a little bit more? Well,
2: because of the time difference, honestly. So I can't watch the overnight Korean games. Wake up, throw on my phone or computer, watch the highlights of the KBO games. I have three kids that run, they keep me busy during the day. And so the whole West Coast time zone for the East Coast, when they're com- 7.05 games, 7.35 games, or four and four 30 out here. That's also when my little kids are just like needing attention. So I'll have a Phillies game on in the background and that's pretty much it as what I can do. I get a very rare few chances where I'm sitting down quietly watching a Phillies game without my kids interrupting. So I am trying to watch the best I can. And then late at night after the game's over, I'll either go watch the highlights, read about them, read all the columns about them as I can. And so it's kind of split 50, 50, I guess, before the KBO and MLB. Recently, though, it's all KBO for me right now. Well, we don't know what's going on with MLB.
0: Yeah, so so like you mentioned, we don't know what's going on with, with MLB. And um, obviously, there's been a lot of, of people like me and Ty who have recently just started to get into the KBO, didn't, never watched any of it before this year. Um, if, if Major League Baseball does come back in July, uh, what – what do you think um, like it's, it's going to look like for you know, fans who have just gotten into the KBO? Do you think there's still going to be like, a, a good amount of American people watching the KBO? Or do you think that interest will, will dissolve as, as soon as um, Major League Baseball comes back?
2: I mean, I'm a, I'm a, that's a great question because I'm a realist. I understand that when the major sports come back, pretty much everybody's going to stop watching the KBO because nobody likes waking up at 2.30 or 5.30 in the morning to watch it. They watch the replays. Um, I'm a realist i i am one of those myself i'm going to be watching the four major sports whenever they do come back myself so the way that i've told my friends in korea and they were wondering like what about this popularity is it going to stay is it going to say as like whether they were able to because of the tv deal whether they're able to get one fan a million new fans a thousand new fans that's one one million one hundred that's more new fans than they ever could have imagined before this TV deal. So, as long as they were able to gain a few more fans, like I said, if a handful stick around, a handful more than they ever would have gotten in the past. And I always tell the new fans ESPN has promised to carry the entire postseason, all the, the entire season, all the way up to the postseason, whether it's on the main TV channels or on their streaming app the Phillies come back and you just start watching the Phillies, that's great. But you know what? Check back in October, and November when the playoff race gets done, because if you think it's crazy now, watching these comebacks, ballpens, blue leads uh, in the KBO, which happens quite often, come back in a playoff race. It's insane. And hopefully the fans are there because then it just takes that whole level of excitement up. So, I mean, there's nothing better than waking up for you guys on the East coast. I'm assuming drinking coffee, getting, you know, getting your tasty cakes, sitting down, watching a game. And then, later that night you can watch a Philly. So, I mean, I, I'm jealous of you guys at East Coast, whereas I have to 3:30 to, to 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 watch a game if I want to. So, I just encourage those new fans that are to the league, hey, just, I understand, watch your watch your four major sports, but just maybe don't completely write it off. Check back in November. Check back in, you know, the postseason.
1: I think there's a good shot that that happens to people that have gotten at least somewhat invested in the league at this point, uh, maybe if they don't get up to watch every single game, that they, they still follow along and they'll watch the big ones. And then I think there's also going to be uh, a section of fans who have really started to to like this a lot and they'll stay kind of committed to watching even when the MLB is back. So I, I think that's definitely a, a plus for the KBO. I think that you know maybe they can't keep everyone's attention when... Major League Baseball is back, but I do think that they've definitely created a, a new fan base for themselves.
2: For sure. I think, I mean, for that, to me, as an outsider, I thought it was like a win-win situation. I was like, what's the worst that can happen to you? People don't end up watching you, but they want to watch you anyways because you're not on a major sports network in America. So, I mean, the worst case scenario is you win fans or you have a possibility of gaining one new fan that's going to be a hardcore fan or something, which is incredible. So, I mean... I saw nothing wrong with the deal. I know KBO had a little bit of hesitation. They thought maybe the American fans were going to be a little bit harsh and critical of of their level of play because they even know themselves they're not major league caliber. But, I mean, these same fans that will go to major league baseball games go to minor league baseball games, right? And you're not around going, these guys stink. I'm sick of coming to this, you know, Lakewood, the Lakewood single A team. I'm done you still go out to it because it's a good time. It's good. Atmosphere, and you get to see quality, you know, get to see baseball. So that was my attitude towards it. Like the American fans are going to be watching baseball no matter what.
1: Um, it, it has the league and the players kind of uh, had a, a response to now being seen by the American fan base. Or, are they uh, mostly the players? Are they- they that more people are watching them i would assume they would be they are aware
2: of it now whether they come out in the press and say it um but they they know eyes are on them and so literally the way the korean sports media is playing this is espn during the espn broadcast if anybody drops a name or says we're really excited to see this player there will be a news article the following day in the korean sports section the major sports sections espn interviewee or whoever you know X players, MLB player says they're excited to see player X or something. And that's headline news in Korea. So the coverage that the KBO is receiving here in the United States is headline news over in in Korea every day, no matter, you know. oh, They'll follow an article, they'll follow a blog post. CBS Sports posted the top five players to watch. There will be an article about that article in Korea. So it's been kind of cool, but it's been kind of like, I think the media and even fans and my friends themselves are like, I, I've been asked by my friends that live in Korea, like, are Americans really? Are is this a joke? Like, are they joking, or are they actually really all in on on the KBL? I was like, some fans are in. Some people just think the mascots are cool. But as like, either way, as like great for the league. I was like, whether they watch one inning or nine innings, I was like, it's it, it gets more eyes on your league.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, that's pretty much all the questions I have, Johnny. Do you have anything else that you like to ask Dan, real quick? yeah just just one more one more question. just the general outlook of the league. I know
0: the NC dinos right now have have the best record, but um who who do you think is going to be the powerhouse this this year and and who's the favorite to to win the championship? Sure well,
2: I can give you my predictions which they they, they never go right for the last 20 years that I've been following, but here's here's who i here's who I got um so that's why I'm not predicting the Phillies to not win. When they do it, because my prediction is always you know opposite. So I was like, they're not going to win. Maybe they'll win the championship. But for the for the KBO, we got the Doosan Bears. They've been, I wish you know, the most dominant team in the KBO in the last seven years. In the last seven years, the, the Doosan Bears have been in the Korean Series. That's their championship series six times, and they've won it three times. They're going to be there, no matter how they're starting out right now. They're going to be there in the end in the playoff mix. You got the NC Dinos stack team. They're going to be there. You. Have the Kiwoom Heroes, another stack team, which, who by the way, are not owned by a company over there. They they sell the naming rights. They're actually privately owned, and so that's why they're they try to get um their best bang for the buck when it comes to players, and they're quick to sell players as well, especially like a prospect like Kim Ha Sung, who I whether there's space for him on the Phillies or not. I know they got the. I I just hope they post on some of these guys that are coming up through the come to the mid leagues here in the next couple of years. But those three teams, Doosan, Kiwoom. NC Dinos are the three teams that I'm expecting to do very well. The dark horse would be somebody like the KT Wiz, who are a young team. They're starting out really, really slow this year. Their ballpen is terrible. They may be able to turn it around and try to get a playoff appearance. And then somebody that I say is the 76ers, trust in the process, it's the Lotte Giants, and they just came out. Everybody, They won 48 games last year out of 144. They were horrible. They stunk. And now this year, they got a new new regime in the front. They're trusting the process. They're going all in on data. They're going all in on analytics. And so far, it's helped them because they just jumped out and are at the top of the league right now. So one of the one of the best teams, and they're they're having fun. So that'd be a team to watch here in the next this season and probably the next following seasons as they're trying to turn it around.
1: Awesome. That's definitely uh, those are the teams we're, we're gonna have to follow. Thanks for joining us once again. This was. Definitely really fun, informative stuff. Good to talk KBO and, and Phillies. We appreciate you coming on. Um, your, your website is mykbo.net, and you're at mykbo on Twitter, right? That is correct.
2: Thank you guys for having me on. Like I said, anytime that I can come on and talk to KBO and a little bit of Philadelphia Phillies, it's a great day for me.
1: Everybody, go check out Dan's site. Uh, check him out on Twitter. He's a great follow. Thanks again, everybody, uh, for listening. We will talk to you next time.
0: You can listen to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller every Wednesday on philliesnation.com and all streaming services.